episode of Fermented Adventure of the Podcast features Dick Stoll, the last man to distill Rosen Rye in Pennsylvania. It was recorded at Stolen Wolf Distillery in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, during the historic distillation of Rosen Rye. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Dick Stoll and Stolen Wolf to let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here at Stoll and Wolf Distillery, and I'm here with Dick Stoll. Dick, we're here for the Rosen Rye Distilling, and you are the last man in, would you say, the whole world to have distilled Rosen Rye? I wouldn't say that because I don't know. I'd say the last in Pennsylvania. The last in Pennsylvania. So what day was that that you distilled Rosen Rye for the last time? Do you remember? Yeah, it it was in the 70s. It was in the 70s. Yeah, but I don't know exactly what year, you know. Then we went to regular rye. Tell me, and you've answered this a lot, but you know, how did you get involved in distilling? What was your what was your journey through to, to becoming the last man in Pennsylvania to distill rosin rye? Well, I started out at the story as a laborer, having just gotten out of the navy, and uh, I worked uh, on the barrel gang for number of months. And you were telling me you lost your finger the first three months. Yeah. You lost a finger. So you gave your finger to a barrel. Uh, I should have given it to middle finger. <laughs> but uh, after that, I they hired me back and uh, I uh, finally got into where I wanted to be in the maintenance department because I had the maintenance background. And uh, I worked in there for quite a few years. I got to know uh, Everett Beam, now Charles, he, he, Charles yeah, Everett. Yeah, you were telling me he's relation to the Beam family, right? Yeah, yeah, from the Kentucky Beams, who came from up here. Originally. So they came from Pennsylvania yeah. and resettled in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. And... Uh, I went to work for him, and uh, we got along together, did some hunting and fishing together, and drinking, naturally, away from the plant. Right. And uh, I knew uh, his wife. He called her Peachy because her name was Alberta. Okay. And uh, she liked the bottle also. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he taught me, took a liking to me, and he taught me every job in the plant. So if somebody didn't show up 
were out drinking the night before, whatever, I got sick, I would do their job. Gotcha. So you were able to cover for them and yeah. keep everything in production and everything moving? Yeah. From distilling the grain all the way up to fermenting it. So as a kid, you, you know, other than enjoying a spirit or, a, you know, a cocktail or two, you really didn't have any aspiration ever to becoming a, a head distiller at the time, did you? No, no, knew nothing about it and until uh, Everett took, him on, took me under his... His, uh, his wing, right? Yeah, under his wing, and then uh, I learned a lot through him over a period of years. And then finally he got sick, had a heart attack, and had to quit. And then the owners came and asked me if I would take over. What was that like the first day when you realized you were in charge and it was going to be you putting well, everything, you know, making all the juice and putting everything in the barrel and that was going to have your stamp of approval on it? Basically being on maintenance to start with, I did all the jobs in the plant, so I, I knew the front and back, I knew the plant. Now, we're talking about Nictor's Distillery, right? Yes. And that's where that's where all this took place. That's right. And we're not talking about the Nictor's Distillery outside of Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. Because no. if people don't know the history, Nictor's started in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes. When I started there, it was just being transferred from Kirk's Pure Rye Distillery into Panko. Okay. And Panko was out of Philadelphia, Nationalist Distillers. Okay. And uh, I worked for Panko for a number of years until uh, some businessman from Lebanon bought it and took over, and uh, they made it into a National Historic Place. And uh, which was really good for the place. It busted loads of people coming in. And, and this is in the 70s, 60s, 70s, you had busloads of people coming in? In uh, 76. 76. Yeah. And what was the day or what was the year that the distillery closed? I can't forget this. It's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, Jan February 14th. So Valentine's Day, early 90s. So Valentine's Day is an important day because you met your wife at the distillery, didn't you? Yes. How did you meet your wife? She uh, was a school teacher, and she had just started teaching in the area. And uh, a friend of hers, husband was in charge of the distillery. He belonged to a, a law firm. Okay. And uh, she said to my wife, why don't you come down and be a tour guide for the summer? And my wife had nothing to do, really. So she did. And uh, she, uh, I saw her, you know, walking around the place and took a liking to her. And uh, now, as I recall from talking to your wife, Elaine, she said that she had to point somebody, somebody had to point you at, you know, you had to have like a little matchmaker to get you guys yep. together, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing you were a little shy? Well, she was, like I say, 19 years younger than I am. Oh, wow. Was, Good for you. I was, what, 42 at the time. Okay. So, yeah, it took a little... But I liked her, so I started going with her. That's nice. And you've been married now for how many years? 42. 42. God bless you. Yeah. That's wonderful. 
you know, one of the things I sense is, and, and I asked you this before, do you, do you realize the historical sense of what you mean to the craft or the distilling industry? Do you, do you ever reflect on that, your, your history, your place in history? I really don't know. I, you know, to me, it was a job. And naturally, everybody needed a job back then to start with. And something I went six days a week during this, the winter time, summertime. It went to five days a week. Okay. Because we didn't distill in the heat of summer. So when you realize, so when I ask you that, and you realize that, I mean, if you pause to think about that today, I mean, you've distilled quite a few different. Juices for different distilleries. So, who are some of the distilleries? You know, besides you know, Michter's. Who have you produced? You know, product for. Mm, we did do uh, quite a bit for uh, Wild Turkey with National Distiller, and uh, we did some for Baltimore Pure Eye. And we did some that I don't know where it went to. Okay. You know. <laughs> it went in a barrel and yeah. just went out the door somewhere, yeah. right? Basically, yeah. So, you know, given given your experience and all the knowledge and, and everything you have, how do you feel? I mean, we're, we're in a distillery, Stolen Wolf in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, that obviously honors your history, your heritage, and you're infusing that to a new generation, to a new group of people that have never really experienced rye, and now you're producing a rosin rye. And this is the first time I've had a rosin rye. We talked about the different flavor profile, um, how it's different from a rye. What you're producing here is delicious. It's incredible. Um, do, 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 do you have a sense of you know what this distillery means and, and, and how you know what you're imparting to the distillery? I think down the line I will. Okay. Know, if I'm around yet. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I see you as being. I, I think your story needs to be told, and I hopefully you share that with people as they talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these people that started this distillery came and asked me if I'd help. You know, help him. I said, no, nah, I'm not doing anything. I'll, you know, come on board. And my wife and I came on board with him. And uh, ever since then, we've been helping him out when we could, you know. Uh, what was it like today for you? What was it like this? What's it been like this week to, you know, watch watch something new and something historical, a uh, heritage item, you know, being, you know, fermented and mashed? And well, what's it brought it, what's back like a, lot, a lot of memories, yeah. Like what? Tell me some of those memories. Well, just making it, making it you yeah. know, in the... In the uh, uh, pot still and uh, fermenting it and now running it we did have a column still a big column still at Mictors. Okay, but from there we didn't have a a uh, doubler so it went into another still and the next day it was distilled so our whiskey was double to still start with. At Nickers. Yeah. It took okay. two days to do it, you know. Uh, the setup they have today, they can do every, everything, you know, in one day. Yeah, we did. It was a column still run. Yeah. And then you did. You put it in the thumper, right? Yep. Yeah. So it was done. It's ready to go in a barrel. 
it's it's just delicious. And so, you know, as you experience that today, I mean, a lot of people have, have, have kind of brought back some memories. Is there anything else that stands out for you? Well, talking to you, number okay, one. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, the people I met here, and uh, the person that George the Rosen Rye, and some of the other female distillers that were here, yeah, it's really, it's really. I'm sure it's 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 interesting and, and, and fascinating you to see all the female distillers that are leading oh, their yeah, way in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have one here too, so it's uh, it, it's it's a long list and it's it's a real mm-hmm. grow. It's really growing as far as the industry, and that's yeah. great to see. Yeah. Do you have any thought? You know, when you when you took over at Michter's, that you'd be sitting here one day and you'd be bringing back rose and rye, and you, you know, this would be a big to do, right? This is a big to do today. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. Uh, I never thought I'd be in the business after we closed. So, you know, when I closed the distillery, I was still 58 years old. Okay. I worked, uh, a friend of mine was in the construction business. I worked for him for a while, building houses. And then I got a job as a maintenance man in a uh, business they were in was making uh, different products as far as uh, wood you know, all different kinds of wood products. Okay. And I worked there for a couple of years, and then I was laid off. Then I got a job as a maintenance man at Cedar Crest High School. They had no idea of your history. You know, no. I'm sure nobody there really recognized at the time what, what your history and experience, you know, had brought to the world, right? Yeah. What's that like for you? I thought I was very lucky. That's okay. <laughs> getting the job to start gotcha, with. Gotcha, gotcha. You were just happy. And, uh, you, you seem like every time we talk about, you know, your career and your service in in the Navy, you know, you were just happy to be there. Well, you, I, just, yeah, I was. You, you always are just seem like you're happy and you seem like a really, you know, joyful man. Uh, you know, you, what your life experience in life, you just, no matter what it is, you've been really joyful about life. Well, I think life is joyful to start with. It's what you make of it, but, yes. uh, you know, some people are never joyful, but the bigger part of them are. Yeah, I, I, I sense that from you. Were there any recipes that came out of Michter's that you had a hand on? Was there any, were there any mash bills that you were responsible for that would, you'd say that had your stamp on it? A.H. Hirsch. A.H. Hirsch. So what was the, do you remember the mash build on that? It was a bourbon. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Okay. But it was probably 80% corn and the rest in malt and rye. Do you do you have a, a sense of just, from from all that you produced, Are there did you have a favorite? Is there a favorite that you produced that you would say, that, you know, I love, I love distilling this and this is what I enjoyed in the bottle? I like bourbon. You like bourbon? Yeah. All kinds of bourbon. Yeah. Okay. And uh, especially the one that Stolen Wolf is uh, producing. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, never, never figuring that age Hearst would come, become what it is today. Anybody they want twenty five thousand dollars a bottle or two thousand five hundred dollars a bottle. Right. Back in that day, when it was made, you could get it for eight dollars a bottle. You know. Do you have a dusty sitting around somewhere in your house? Do you have anything uh, in, in a I cabinet somewhere? I have a little somewhere? bottle of it here, but about that much, and you're not giving that to anybody. Well, to these people. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, nephew, you met him. He was here. Yes. And he gave it to me on my fifth, my 80th birthday. 
but he said you have to drink it. Well, it peed me off to start with, <laughs> but I started drinking it, and handing it out. People enjoyed it. Absolutely. And then I, I have a little bit left that we want to, when we're set to go here, we'll, we'll crack it open. Okay, that, that would be very nice. Yeah. That, that would be appreciative. Are there things you miss about the distillery? Are there things you miss about Nictors and, and the time that you spent there? Still things you wish you know? No. Like asking me, are there things I missed about my life? You know, right. it's the way it happened, and that's the way it was. Right. Uh, I could, if if I could go back, there's certainly some things I do different than what I did then. Like what? What would you do different? Wouldn't drink as much. Oh, <laughs> not on a job. No, no. Just afterwards. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, I was I was a bachelor for forty two years, so I did get around. Okay. And then I met my wife and. Fell in love, and that was it. You guys make a really great team. You really do. Yeah, she's shaking your head at you, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) So, you wish you would have drunk, you wish you would have had a little bit less to drink. Was there anything else that you maybe wish you did a little differently? No, I did all the hunting and fishing that I had time to do and money to do. Okay. And I... I love hunting and fishing. I went to Canada quite often. And I have a camp up in uh, Clinton County for deer hunting. Gotcha. And I think maybe I can make it this year yet, and then that's going to be end of deer hunting. Uh, you say that this year, maybe next year you'll see. I said it last year. That, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you obviously are important to the craft distilling industry. And you know, to where it's headed and being a part of what's happening today. Where do you see the craft industry? Where, where would you like to see things? Do you have any sense of uh, the growth and, and where you'd like to see things or where you're going to well, be a part of helping out? I think craft is a, distilling is a good thing for the business. Uh, too many of these distilleries are really big and coming out with they say their product's good, and I say it isn't, but that's neither here nor we there. We won't mention names. No, we won't. <laughs> but uh, the way they make it, you know, it's it's all industrialized today and, and computerized, I'll right. put it that way. And, uh, Which wasn't like it was as oh, we no. produced the Rosen Ride today. I mean, there were no. like five hands on deck and monitoring temperatures in different areas and yeah. this was a really and I'm sure it's like that all the time here that it's yeah. everybody really being involved in what's coming out of this still so and I think basically down the line that's the best it'll turn out better as a product yes and who knows from there we go. Well, I, I think that uh, every day you're going to put your stamp on it. And the history of what you have imparted on, on Pennsylvania distilling, Pennsylvania craft distilling, um, you know, we're just lucky. We're, we're just so fortunate to have you and, you know, your knowledge and your experience. And I, I guess, you know, we talked about, you know, you losing a finger three months into work. You could have said, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm not doing this anymore. But you stayed, and this is what we get. You know, we get to reap the benefit of that. So, yeah, that's it turned out. I did leave. I was going. I had 
My father worked for Bethlehem Steel. Right. My older brother worked for Bethlehem Steel. I went to Bethlehem Steel. They hired me. They said I'd come back in a couple of days and fill out the paperwork. Well, when I was feeling, filling out the paperwork, they saw I lost a finger. Oh, they said they can't hire me. They said, we got too many people here running around without a finger. Okay. Which today they couldn't do, you know, for that reason. So it was back to the distillery. So, all right. So the so this is good. This is how the story progresses. Had Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel hired you, you may not have met your wife. Oh, no. We wouldn't be no. having this. We literally, this would still be, you know, a parking lot or a little vacant lot. Yeah, we, we yeah. Which is why things happen for a reason. That's right. Right? That's and things right. were meant to happen for a reason, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it's a blessing. I think it's a I think it's a true blessing. Is there anything in the short time we've had a chance to talk and meet? Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to share, or just want some people to know? I think you covered it mainly. Okay. Uh, you know, I was a distiller. I did uh, rose and rye, which went down to two to say. And they're bringing it back now. And I think it's, from what we found out today, it turned out very well. I think it turned out incredibly well. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have a chance to sample this, which has come from your skills and abilities and knowledge and experience. And, you know, when, once people have this and understand that this is coming from Dick Stoll and what Stolen Wolf is producing, I think they're just going to have an incredible experience as well. Yeah, and I think uh, talking about Stolen Wolf, the wolf people are very good. They are. And they put a lot of time in and a lot of knowledge that they're picking up and using. They, they just, it's, everybody here has been wonderfully welcoming and just, just warm and, and sharing their experience. It's been, just been a great experience today. It really has. Thank you. I'm blessed to have a chance to meet you. I'm grateful. Um, I think that uh, hopefully if you come down here and you get to meet your wife Elaine, do you, and have a chance to maybe have a little drink with you and, and hear your stories, I think people would really benefit from that. So, Friday evening. Friday evenings. This is where you're at. Mm-hmm. Come by. Yeah, usually, isn't it? Friday evenings, usually. Dick, I'm so glad to have a chance to hey, meet you. Hey, thank you. Thank you very nice much. Nice talking to you. You as well.